0: Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. My name is Marjorie Frymouth, and thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? this is going to be a little bit of a different type of episode. Um, I am firmly in the midst of packing. I leave Taiwan in three days, so I just, I wanted to take a break from weighing my suitcase and trying to squeeze things in to have a little story time with you guys. And One thing I do want to mention is the idea of timelines and podcasting, because this is something I've been kind of mulling over myself. I like having a nice bank of episodes that haven't been released yet. So like if something happens and I can't record, then I still have um, things to release. But that means that you're getting a lot of outdated information from me because I also like to tell you what's going on in my life travel wise. So there are some episodes that are going to be coming out in the next few weeks where I talk about being like a month out from leaving or five weeks out from leaving and starting to pack and buying my plane ticket. And all of that is about um, six weeks Uh, too late at this point. Uh, By the time you're listening to those episodes, I will be several weeks into living in the States. So I'm just sort of curious if anyone has a preference. Like in the podcasts that I listen to, I really enjoy hearing what the hosts have been up to, especially if it relates to the topic of their podcast. And I know that you know, most people usually record episodes prior to releasing them, so there is going to be some delay. And also, I like having the flexibility to uh, shuffle and rearrange the episodes if I decide that they go better in a different order or something happened in the real world that relates to something I'd recorded. I like having that freedom to rearrange them. But it also means that the timeline of things that I'm talking about is could get a little bit shuffled around as well. So, Is that confusing? Is that frustrating? Is that delightfully charming and something that just fits with the uh, kitschy feel of the podcast? Let me know. I'm very curious. So at this point, we are a couple days out. My apartment is kind of a mess trying to fit everything into the bags. It's amazing how No matter how much space you think you have when you start packing, you're like, oh, this is going to be no problem. I was planning to bring two suitcases and then I was like, you know what? I think I can fit everything into one. Well, now I've upgraded to one plus a duffel bag that I will also check, so, um... And I'm running out of space in those too, so it always happens. It's the curse of packing. We'll talk a lot about packing in the future and I have learned things this time around and every single time I get better at it, so we will talk all about that. But today is going to be a little bit more of a story time. I was realizing that I say a lot that I am an introvert, I like solo travel, sometimes I get annoyed when people try to talk to me, and those things are true, but I don't want to discount the benefits of connection and meeting other people that traveling brings. You know, that is for me at least the whole reason that we travel i mean you want to see beautiful nature you want to see other cultures but ultimately people create the culture you know we travel for for the people and for those connections and like i said in the very first episode to see that what is normal for you or what was normal when you were growing up is not everyone's normal to see that lives are different around the world and what is normal is different around the world so The people are important and as much as I can be like a quiet little introvert sometimes, I do love people and I've spoken a lot about the people that I've met on the road, you know, folks my own age from hostels and we've hung out or gone out together. Um, eaten meals, traveled, gone out to to see things in the city together. So, those connections are really important, and I'm still in touch with a lot of those people, which is really special to me. But this episode is actually not about those kind of connections. This is about something a little bit different. This is about some of the people that I encountered, but I never got to know. You know those chance encounters that just stay with you throughout the years even though you never even got to exchange names with the person and no i'm not talking about like mysterious strangers the two stories i'm going to tell you today are actually about older folks the people that you meet who are just so desperate to share their stories because they have so many stories or that grandmotherly woman who has the need to take care of people, just always take care of someone, even the foreign stranger that she can't talk to at all. So these are just two encounters that came to mind when I was thinking about the human connection of travel. Um, and sort of those those special connections, like I said, even though we didn't chat or have a conversation per se, um, these people have always stayed with me. So the first one I, I want to tell you about is The Man in Prague. <laughs> that sounds like a, a mystery book or something like that. So I was living in the Czech Republic, and I was living in Liberets, which is a couple hours north of Prague. But because Prague is the hub anytime you want to travel anywhere else you have to go through Prague which is really frustrating especially if you want to go like in the opposite direction but first you have to go out of your way into Prague and then get a bus or a train that goes to where you actually want to go. So I was traveling from Liberets to Pilsen which is the hometown of Pilsner Beer, so yes, I wanted to tour the brewery. And I was in Prague, I was waiting on the subway platform to take me to the bus station that I needed to get to. And so I was sitting on, you know, those cold, dirty plastic benches on the subway platform, and an older gentleman approached me. He was carrying a briefcase, wearing like an overcoat and a tweed hat, just sort of quintessential, older, sophisticated European man, if I had to describe him, and my go to phrase when I was in the Czech Republic, people would try to talk to me in Czech, and Nemluvim Český is how you say I don't speak Czech. And it's been a long time since I've had to say that, so my accent, my pronunciation is atrocious. But that was a phrase that I used a lot when I was living in the Czech Republic. And it was a great source of pride for me when I was able to upgrade to Nemluvim Moc Chesky, which is I don't speak much Czech. Um, but still, I wasn't able to communicate that well. And at that Point. I I was stuck at I don't speak Czech at all, um, but he actually repeated his question in English and he asked if I was carrying a violin. I had my ukulele with me at that point in a case on my back, and so he asked if it was a violin, and I said no, it's a, a ukulele. And I wasn't particularly trying to encourage conversation. I was traveling by myself, um, you know, just being a little bit cautious. I'm not usually the most gregarious or outgoing when I'm approached, uh, when I'm by myself. And he did have an accent, which I am not going to do because that would be atrocious, but he had a lovely Scottish accent. He asked me where I was from, I said America. He threw back his head and laughed and said, America, I invented America, but I was drunk at the time, so don't hold it against me, I'm Scottish. And I had no idea what what to say, how to react to this, this character who I remember thinking bore a striking resemblance to Sean Connery, which I realize is a huge stereotype if you think like, um, you know, older Scottish men film stars, of course you're going to think of Sean Connery. But he did kind of look like him and of course the Scottish accent um, and just sort of the overall conversational style, I would imagine, would have fit Sean Connery as well, and he kept talking to me, and as I said, I was kind of a little bit hesitant at first. I wasn't encouraging him, but he was just full of these stories, and he he needed someone to listen to his stories, and we both ended up getting on the same subway car, and he was just regaling me with comedy and history and personal insights and his life. And I learned that he had worked as a judge in Edinburgh before he was just burnt out on the sheer tragedy that he was dealing with daily. I think he he was dealing with women's rights cases and domestic abuse, and so that led him to become a strong defendant of women's rights. But at the same time, he told me about moving to Prague for the love of a woman who turned heads on the street. And his favorite activity, I still remember this, I've lost a lot of the details of the stories that he told me, but I remember... He told me his favorite activity was to walk several paces behind her so that he could watch all the men do double takes as she passed. But of course, in true storyteller fashion that was not to last, the great love affair ended and paved the way for several more after that. And as all of these stories were heightened to such epic proportions because of his, his accent, his thick Scottish brogue, and this flair for storytelling. Um, And of course, all of these were peppered with tons of anti-English jokes. And then he told me about his own experiences trying to escape from behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War, Which led him to recommend a series of books to me, um, the John Russell novels by David Downing. I, I now recommend them to you. I think they're fantastic. They're the story of a British American journalist living in Berlin during World War II. And it really seemed to fit very well with his own narrative and his own life. And at the time, I promised him I would look them up, and I did. I think there's like five or six of them. I ended up reading all of them. I actually just started rereading them a couple months ago. Uh, And it's always so funny to me that I have all of these books saved on my Kindle. And the whole reason I have them is because of this random, mysterious Scottish man that I met on a subway in Prague. Just that that whole connection. I love it. It's fantastic. It's one of those amazing things that happens when we travel that continues to affect our life in some small way moving forward and he got off the subway before I did and I'd I'd barely spoken a word this whole time he just like I said these stories just came pouring out of him Um, he just needed an ear to listen to them and ultimately my whole trip to Pilsen was not that exciting it's a very small town the brewery tour was a lot of fun the tasting was a lot of fun but that is the experience that stands out to me from this trip was meeting this mysterious man i keep saying mysterious i don't you know i don't know his name i don't have any other connection this character that i encountered in prague and not only is it a fantastic human connection and a wonderful story that i have now but it's also a reminder that The frustrations of travel and the inconvenience of travel can sometimes lead you to the best experiences and the best stories. You know, I was not, I I didn't want to go to Prague that day. I had to go out of my way to get there to get the bus to Pilsen. Um, And it, you know, it was a boring ride on the subway or it would have been a boring ride on the subway. But instead, I have this fantastic story to tell. And it's also a good reminder that, you know, people who approach you are not, necessarily intimidating they don't necessarily have an agenda they're they're not even necessarily looking to meet you particularly um, I think he just he just wanted someone to talk to that day and I happened to be there um, I'm sure actually the fact that I was American and allowed him to speak English might have been a draw as well if he was living in the Czech Czech Republic and always speaking Czech so that is my first story of random, wonderful stranger encounters the second was more recent when I was in South Korea I was traveling again by train from Busan to Seoul although this was a much different train experience this was one of the I don't think it was like a bullet train or anything but again one of the very fast fancy sleek Asian trains Um, and the ride was a couple hours long So I remember getting on, finding my seat, stowing my backpack doing all that stuff. I was sitting next to an older woman. She had the window seat and she had, I remember lots of bags with her, sort of on her lap, on the floor around her feet, big kind of shopping bags. And I remember settling in trying not to like jostle her or disturb her bags or anything like that. I had my headphones in. Taylor Swift's album Lover had just come out, so I was listening to Lover on repeat at that point. Um, you know, just sort of doing my own thing getting ready to settle in for a two or three hour train train ride and at some point probably 20 or 30 minutes into the ride she starts pulling out fruit and she starts you know peeling her fruit eating her fruit that's totally normal I wasn't paying much attention to her and then she reaches over doesn't say a word to me and grabs my hand takes my hand and puts like three or four grapes into it I was like okay okay so I thanked her. I ate the grapes and she immediately gives me more <laughs> and I eat them. And we, we just sort of continue like that. Every fruit that she pulls out, she gives me some. She gave me some segments of like a clementine or an orange and then when it was time for her to get off the train she was packing up she gave me a whole orange to take with me and she never said a word to me she didn't try you know no Korean no English um, I don't think she even looked at me it was all done kind of with her eyes in front of her, her eyes down at, at her lap or you know on the fruit that she was peeling but she would just reach over without even looking and hand it to me totally different from the story in Prague where the man could not stop talking this was a different kind of connection where i think she just had that that mentality or that vibe of a grandmother who is always taking care of people and always wants to share what they have and probably saw me as this you know this foreigner this girl who could not take care of herself i don't know i i imagine that's what she thought traveling in a different country clearly out of her element um, and she just wanted to make sure that I was well-fed and had a snack and was not going to die of starvation. I think I had a whole meal with me that I had gotten from a convenience store in, in a, you know, a bag that I ended up not eating because I didn't need to. I had so much fruit from the, the older woman. And so this is a little bit of a shorter story. I don't have as much to say about this other than with everything that I experienced on my Korea trip, my time in Korea... You know, I was there for uh, two weeks, I think, 10 days or two weeks. I saw Busan. I traveled to the this cultural village near there that, that's beautiful and stunning and Instagram worthy. And I went to all the markets and fishing villages and beaches. And then I was in Seoul and that was crazy. Um, I traveled to the DMZ, which was a honestly mind-blowing experience that, that I should tell you about. Um, to see the DMZ and be able to see North Korea and go into some of the tunnels under it that was really really affecting Um, not something I ever imagined that I would do but despite all of that that I remember about my time in South Korea this random encounter with a stranger You know, I I don't even know what else to call her. This encounter with a stranger is something that stays with me equally as important as all of the other things that I did while I was there. So you never know when you're going to have these experiences, when you're going to have these connections. You know, you may meet someone your own age and have a fantastic time, go out, see some things, um, eat some food, go to a bar, do whatever you do, and that is equally as amazing in its own way but sometimes these unexplainable chance encounters with people that you never even talk to are just as affecting in their own way so I just wanted to share some stories some experiences with you today Um, I would love to hear about your own encounters who are the the characters that you've met while you've traveled what did they tell you about or what did they feed you or anything like that And if I had to give one more takeaway to this, I would say that even though your normal is not the rest of the world's normal, people are people around the world and they want to talk, they want to have those connections, they want to make sure that the person next to them is well fed. So go out, see the world, see the different cultures and everything that is so different, but also notice the things that are the same and the things that really bring us together. Sorry, I don't mean to get like too preachy about this, but this is one of those subjects that when I think about it, it just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. So I hope I've shared some of those feelings with you today. Like I said, please tell me your stories. I would love to hear about all the characters. I think that's the best word for these people, characters that you've encountered on your travels you can send those stories to going out your door travel at gmail.com find me on instagram and facebook at going out your door and on twitter at going out your i would love to have a rating or review on itunes if that or iTunes? Apple podcast. Apple podcast. Sorry, I am way out of the loop um, on Apple podcast. And I will talk to you next time with more practical information, more tips and tricks and stories and experiences. And not to get the timeline even more confused, but I think the next time I record, I will be back in the States, which is very exciting. So talk to you next time on Going Out Your Door.